This is the Bodar Blast by the USS Decatur, with your host, Lieutenant Junior Raid, Daniel Earl. All views expressed on this show are not those of the United States Navy and made by the individuals who are on the show. All music used is used with the permission of the songwriter or is royalty free. This is a feature production of the USS Decatur and is made free to use and free for all the families and supporters of the USS Decatur DDG-73. Old and dear. I am Lieutenant Junior Grade Daniel Ehrlich and welcome to the Bodar Blast. It is just after Christmas for USS Decatur and I am so excited to welcome you to our first official episode of the Bodar Blast. Now, we've got an excellent guest today in Boatswain's Mate First Class, Gabriel Jimenez. But first, we got to talk over a few things that have been happening on board. It's been a great holiday season for us, but we've had a lot happening out here. Obviously, we left earlier this month. Uh, we just did a social media post about it. Uh, you might see it by this point. But we've also done quite a bit else. We've traveled the ocean seas. But while we've been doing that, we've had an awesome Steel Beach picnic hosted by our Chiefsmiths uh, with a pieing in the face, which you'll hear about more from our guests today, as well as multiple different awesome meals from our supply department, including brunches and a wonderful Christmas meal, an amazing spread for that Steel Beach. And it's been awesome so far to be at sea with every single member of the crew on USS Decatur. In addition, our MWR has been on fire lately. They just did a Christmas holiday raffle, which was awesome. They had some amazing, I would say, presents at this point. Uh, It was free to join for anybody in the crew. And the top three gifts, let me tell you this. On a ship of 300 out in the middle of the ocean, and the first prize gift is a brand new PS5, PlayStation 5, I'm telling you. You couldn't even get that thing in a Walmart back at home. I'm telling you, and they have it on here. Congratulations to culinary specialist Siemens Soto for winning that PS5 and having a hell of a good Christmas, if I say so myself. Uh, and then we also had a couple of 30-inch, 32-inch uh, uh, flat-screen TVs. The MWR has just been amazing. We've had movie nights. We had the Grinch going on. I mean, it's been an amazing holiday season. Uh, Huge props to the culinary specialists and and, uh, assorted members of the supply department as well for getting the ship all dressed up for the holidays. The mess decks were decked out in Christmas stuff, and we had the wardroom Christmas tree. It was great. Uh, we had some board games uh, on Christmas Eve up here in the wardroom. Uh, we had some amazing games to play uh, throughout the ship. And it, it's just been an amazing holiday season. Uh, even though we're away from all of you guys at home, it is still a pleasure to be riding the high seas with everybody on here and doing some of the fun stuff out here. It's been hot, let me tell you. Uh, and, and that's my what's up for that for this week, uh, is that it has been insanely hot. It's gotten better recently. I'll say that. 
but when you walk outside and your body instantly is just draped in sweat i'm telling you like it, it's it's not even like 10 to 15 seconds it's like five to ten seconds you're just dripping every body every part of your body just feels just gross you like you need to take a shower and it's just awful um but i i have to give props to every single member of the crew especially the the guys working uh the guys and gals working the the vert rep and um reps that we've been doing um they have been champs out there in the heat uh, getting us the supplies and fuel we need um and you'll talk to boats you'll you'll hear from uh boats made first class uh jimenez later on and he'll talk more about those evolutions but they've been they've been the champs in getting us that food um as well as just our entire uh, combat team and and the rest of the team and just making sure that everything stays normal but yeah that's my what's up with that is god what's up with that with the heat uh, we hope that everybody back at home is having a wonderful holiday. Uh, and now, we're just going to leave you right into our featured guest and our first guest on this show, Boatswain's Mate First Class, Gabriel Jimenez. And I'm joined by Boatswain's Mate First Class, Gabriel Jimenez, here in USS Decatur, and... I'm happy to be joined by him because he is our first guest on the Bodar Blast podcast. Uh, well, anything you'd like to say to the families before we start this interview? Um, first of all, thank you for having me uh, here today. I really appreciate it to be uh, the first guest on the uh, the Bodar podcast. Um, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's, everybody who uh, when you guys receive this. Hope you guys had a really good holiday. Um, we, I know I really enjoyed it out here out to sea as best as we possibly could. So I appreciate uh, you having me on here, sir. So, super excited to have you on here. Um, what got you into the Navy and what got you into being a bosun's mate? Did you start on DES um, or did you kind of go straight into it? Um, so yeah, I joined, I joined the Navy in uh, 2011, actually. Um, I depped out of, the, uh, um, out of Medford, Minnesota, uh, in that area, around Fairbolt, Minnesota. I was living up there with my brothers uh, and I depped out of there. Uh, so I actually end up end up going to uh, uh, the Navy in around April of 2012. Uh, did boot camp, and then I joined as an undes. So I was I was an E1 uh, straight out of boot camp and went straight to the fleet after that. After my uh, my little 10, 10 day stint at uh, Great Lakes uh, after uh, after boot camp. But um, I checked into my my first command, uh, USS Deca- uh, USS uh, Carl Vinson CVN 70. And I was there from 2012 to 2017. I ended up doing two Westpacs over there. I did a, my first one was a seventh or a fifth fleet deployment uh, for Oper- Operation Inherent Resolve, and that was a ten and a half month deployment. Um, and on that deployment, I actually uh, I actually struck bosun mate. Um, I was in the security forces there, TAD, for about a year and a half, and it was about three years, almost three years into the Navy that I. That I almost finally that I finally struck, so I finally struck Bosun's mate because I was just I was getting tired of seeing all my friends and everybody advancing, and I wasn't taking any, any exams. So my first exam, uh, I ended up striking. That was the, the at the time it was once you took the exam you you passed it, and you got to put on Bosun's mate. So uh, my second my second exam I ended up making third class, um, and then came back home from deployment for a little bit. 
and then I was off onto my second one and on my the end of my second tour uh, on deployment I ended up making second class so I ended up making that second class uh, pretty pretty uh, fast um, and then from there I went to uh, San Clemente Island which is the Naval Auxiliary Landing Facility over there uh, that's where we do a lot of the weapons testing and surface for surface and acoustics over there um, so I was the Porter Operations Duty Officer over there um, and I ended up getting uh, meritoriously promoted at the end of my tour over there to first class and then I checked on board a USS Decatur in October 2020 and I've never looked back. So, so what you I, I know that you kind of get a, a choice of what you want to do uh, as far as striking what mm -hmm. got you into bosun's mate like what really drew you into it? Um, what really drew me into it honestly was just the camaraderie you know the camaraderie in, in deck division and deck department um, is is like no other rate in the Navy. Um, you're you're in a melting pot in the Navy regardless, but in, in deck it's just you work hard each and every day, and you really do earn your paycheck. And you uh, you kind of have to kind of start at a lower level than everybody else. You know, when I was on Des, you know, c climbing through the ranks, um, I picked jobs that wasn't comfortable for a lot of people. Um, was it either uh, you know, cleaning the heads or the toilets or whatever, and just kind of just earning my stripes and, and kind of just putting my head down and doing my job and at the end of the day and doing what was best for myself as well. Um, I got my qualifications fast. I got my surface warfare pin pretty fast. Um, I, I didn't want to stay at those low levels for a long time. Um, even though I was on DES for three years, I just took jobs um, and assignments that not a lot of people took on. And in deck division, you once you step out of the ranks of uh, the seamen, and you start and to be a petty officer third class or both mate third class, you step into the realm of being a supervisor. And you take on that leadership at a very young rank. You know, unlike other rates where they kind of stay the same thing, they do the same jobs at the same as a third class or maybe even a second class level. In deck division, we pride ourselves on the hierarchy of our of our rank structure. Um, I put a lot of a lot of trust and um, power into my third classes and empower them to be leaders at a very young rank, um, even at even at a young age. Um, so that's really kind of what brought uh, what kind of you know grasped me uh, to be a to be an abosus mate, just because the leadership uh, aspect of it is just there's like it's like no other rate in the Navy, and we just have a great camaraderie. We work hard. You know the evolutions are dangerous, um, and you know, I like to tell my guys that you can either sit in a classroom, you know, and learn learn a rate, or you can get out there on a rig, or you can get out there on the flight deck, and that's your classroom. You get to learn it hands-on. So, so not everybody at home might know this, but what are some of the things that a bosun mate does, especially on, like, a smaller ship like USS Decatur? Well, on a crew desk ship, it's a lot different than what I was doing on, a, on an aircraft carrier, that's for sure. Um, you stand a lot of watch, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> There's a lot of watch standing. Um, but that's, that kind of goes how it is for every rate. Uh, they're up on the helm, they're driving the ship, they're taking orders from the conning officer. Um, they're out on the lookouts, and the lookouts is, is honestly one of the more important jobs uh, when, it be, when it comes to our, our watches. Uh, they're the, they're, they are out there literally for life or death situations. Uh, if a man falls overboard you know, or, if, or a person falls overboard, they're there to call it out. Uh, so as far as watch standing, they, they, do, they do a lot of uh, their surface contacts that the radars can't see. Um, we do a lot of uh, 
Uh, we do a lot of evolutions, uh, SAR operations for boat operations. Um, do a lot of uh, underway replenishment, which is we run the fuel, fuel rigs. We bring the fuel rigs over for fuel for the ship. Um, bring cargo over for the ship as well. Uh, we do a lot of painting, so we do a lot of structural uh, preservation and revitalization for the ship. Um, we obviously land helos, uh, so it's it's um, so yeah we have we have a we have a big uh, we have a big hand in a lot of uh, a lot of things in the uh, on, on the ship. Uh, just the evolutions in general is is a huge part of the ship and watch standing. Um, we can't take on fuel if it, if it wasn't for the boat's mates and engineering and you know every petty has a as a as a as a whole in, on the ship has a as a part to play. So. So you talked about empowering your third classes. Mm -hmm. I know that third class is kind of advanced at a slower rate at the bosun mate rate. Mm -hmm. So how do you kind of empower your third classes to act and lead in a way that they're going to be kind of second classes, even though they're still wearing those third class crows? Right. That's a that's a really good question, sir. Uh, I have I have a really good um, a really good foundation of third classes. You know, a lot of them are still young coming through the Navy um, but they work really hard and I, I give a lot of trust to them you know for me and how my leadership style is is that uh, trust is trust is earned you know as, as long as you're doing your job you're looking out for your sailors um, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep giving you more responsibility and empower you to keep keep putting yourself in those positions um, so my third classes uh, they do get a lot of that encouragement um, and I hold them accountable uh, as best as I possibly can. Uh, I can't be on deck for everything, you know. That's why I have that's why I have third classes, why I have second classes, um, and I have another first class that helps me with, helps me with that as well. Um, but my third classes are the ones out there. They're the working supervisors. They're the ones that are working hand in hand uh, with with the junior sailors, with my junior sailors. Um, so I just I just give them I just give them much as much backup as I possibly can. I give them as as uh, as many not as many tasks that I that I can to not overbear or overburden them. But um, they they really thrive on having that empowerment. You know, I don't try to micromanage them. I think they really do appreciate that. Um, and I just give them I just give them that that empowerment to just to, to be a to be a leader at a young at a young rank because that's what my that's what my first classes and my predecessors did before me. Um, they really they really did empower me to uh, to get in there and work with them and just know your people. You know the better the better you know your people and their weaknesses and their strengths, the better off you're gonna you're you're gonna know how how your division works. Um, so I just put them in I put them in places where I know they're gonna excel and. And it just speaks for itself. Yeah, and the bosun mates are probably one of the closest families on this ship. Mm -hmm. Like, you guys do everything together. Yes, so the way that you guys empower each other is just awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, but what empowered you to get into the Navy? We talked about kind of your story and your path to get in, but what what got you into the Navy? Um, it's always been, I mean, it's always in the back of my head. Uh, my dad... He always kind of wanted me to look at the military as an option, um, and it and it always was. It wasn't until I didn't join the Navy until until I was twenty. Um, so I kind of went through uh, I kind of went through um, schooling, and I went I went I went and did a, a trade school. Uh, I went in for welding originally, and I just wasn't really going anywhere. 
from a small town in Iowa, Mason City, Iowa, and there, there's not a whole lot of uh, opportunity for um, employment there. Yeah. So it's either you kind of work in a factory or you work at the hospital or whatever. And not to say that those aren't bad jobs; those are you know those people's uh, living. But I just wanted to do something more for myself, something bigger than myself. I wanted. I just wanted to do better, you know. I wanted to show that my parents that I could, I could like, go out and, and be in the world, be my, be by myself, and, um, and have that camaraderie as well. And, I mean, I mean, in the military, you, you really can't find the camaraderie anywhere else. You know, the brotherhood that we, we all talk about and everything like that. And once you get out of the Navy, um, you kind of, you kind of still strive for that. You know, that's what I hear from most people is that, you know, they just they miss that tight knit group and. Um, going through deployments with people or whatever um, so what really kind of brought me to join the Navy is that I just I really wanted to just kind of do something more and something bigger than myself you know I wanted to I wanted to turn my life around and have some discipline and you know have a better outlook on life so, so what's a typical day for you like on Decatur especially since we're at sea so much like what do you do on a day-to-day basis um, on a daily day basis, I'm, as a first class, obviously, um, I'm the leading petty officer for ODO one. So it's just running the daily tasks of, 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 you know, making sure that my boatsmates on the watch or boatsmates of the watch are, um, are standing a proper lookout. Uh, everything is, um, kind of just flowing and all the gears are turning, making sure that my guys are, uh, getting the daily tasking that they need. Uh, I have, we have a lot of equipment, so maintenance needs to be conducted. Uh, we're out to sea, so preservation doesn't stop. Even though that we are transiting and we're, we're the ship's moving, uh, there's once once we have an opportunity, a window, that we're going to go out there and, and paint some things and, and get it back up to get it back up to standards. Um, we do a lot of divisional uh, divisional training uh, when we're not out there uh, actually doing evolutions, um, just to stay proficient because there there are some new people in, in my division that need to get up to speed. So divisional training, uh, just the daily tasking of, uh, of preservation, maintenance, um, and then whatever comes from the, comes right down from the top. Uh, you know, I, I work a lot with uh, my my chief petty officer, uh, BMC Cora. Uh, I work. I'm I'm his right hand man. Um, so whatever comes down from him uh, for the division, I I just put out to those guys. Uh, administrative work, um, jobs, just just the daily things that, that as an LPO should be doing you know also I also try to keep in keep in close contact with their uh, their personal lives as well uh, making sure that their home life is good making sure, sure that they have everything that they need out here um, and just keeping that face-to-face uh, communication open communication with my sailors as well yeah, and even getting pied in the face. Even last getting pied week. in the face, yeah. Yeah, you got <laughs> pied by your own chief last yeah, week. So yeah. The, yeah, the first class petty officer mess had uh, a pie in the face contest. Uh, we posted some photos on social media, and uh, old BM1 here was not. He was the MC for the event. Were you <laughs> expecting to get pied? Um, you know, there was a little part of me in the back of my head. I was like, maybe I probably shouldn't wear like my nice PT gear, uh, just in case that they have an extra pie for me or something but i honestly did not expect it uh but when we brought out eight pies i was kind of doing the math i'm like wait we're gonna give the chiefs a pie and i'm like oh yeah i'm gonna get i'm gonna get pie <laughs> so, it was your own chief that did it <laughs> it was my own chief that did it they voted me yeah they voted me up for it so. uh, hopefully you were able to get the stains out 
I did, yeah. I, I we had the uh, fresh water hose, so I, I took it all off and I, I went and did laundry later that night. It, so it was messy. It, it was, was, yeah. It was. It was a fun time though. It was really good. I think we had a really good turnout, um, especially for our first uh, Steel Beach picnic for um, for deployment. It really kind of kicked off the morale and. You know, who, who doesn't want to pie first class at the end of the day? So. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to go into a quick segment here. Um, we're trying out some segments on this podcast, see what works, what doesn't. But one that I wanted to try is called evals. Okay. So we got the P, we got the MP, and we got the EP. We're going to go through two categories. Okay. And I want you to rate P, MP, EP. For those of you at home, this is like sailor evaluations <laughs> p is promotable mp is must promote and e is uh or ep is uh, X, or, uh early promotion yeah early yeah. promotion yeah. so it's like one uh three two one like top three things but like obviously your p isn't going to be nearly as good so we're <laughs> going to go through first uh for your work okay um of the three kind of main evolutions you guys do like unwrap boat ops flight ops p MP EP. Um. So I'm gonna go with unrep EP, flight ops MP, boat ops P. Okay, so why why do you say that? So for boat ops, just just because we did so many boat ops during our uh, our basic phase and, and advanced phase, you know we were <laughs> we were doing so many packs transfers. I just got sick of it. I was just like. So it kind of it kind of just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I'm like, oh my gosh, boat ops. But now since we're on deployment, boat ops is actually, it's, it's like life or death if we're doing boat ops. Yes, we do boat ops for proficiency. Like if we have to hit uh, um, these REs that we have to do, uh, but boat ops is probably just yeah down in the barrel. <laughs> but um, flight ops. We do a lot of flight ops. MP, I never get tired of it. Um, there's sometimes where I, you know, we don't like sitting out there for hours on end waiting for a helo, but at the end of the day, we're on deployment. It is what it is, and the schedule changes. But uh, flight ops, I've always loved. I've always liked doing flight ops um, just because it's my first crew as ship, and I never got the chance to actually do it. So, um, And I like being out on the, uh, out on the flight deck with my guys. Um, and unrep, I mean, who doesn't love unrep? I, I love being out there on the rigs with everybody. Um, it's a dangerous evolution. Not to say the other ones aren't dangerous, but it's it's just I I myself love being out there, and it's just an adrenaline rush. You know, I think to me that's the ultimate adrenaline adrenaline rush for bosses mate because there's so many things going on, and you have to be looking at everything, and there's there's uh, so many people out there that just it's kind of like controlled chaos to me and I just love seeing like everything unfold and how it all how it all can come together and, and work just seamlessly yeah and MC2 gets some really good photos of your unreps and your flight ops yeah. uh, MC2 Negron for everybody at home he takes the awesome photos that go on uh, social media but I know you wanted the curse about the boat ops thing yeah. like we just do it so much yeah. when we're in the San Diego area um, yeah. but other topic here uh, and this is kind of near and dear to everybody's hearts. Uh, meal days. So we have some like themed meal days. So Burger Ooh. Wednesday. I'm gonna pizza and wing. Burger Wednesday. Burger Wednesday. Yeah. Pizza, Bur pizza and wing night yeah, and no, brunch. Yeah. Burger Wednesday. Uh, hands down. Burger Wednesday. Brunch is good. Don't get me wrong. 
Um, I love brunch. Uh, I like brunch with mimosas, unfortunately. <laughs> so you can't, you can't fully, you can't fully uh, um, get everything that you want. But uh, Burger Wednesday, hands down, just because you know who doesn't like a good burger. So and the and the CSs do a really good job for the burgers. So yeah. yeah. So what's your what's your MP then? Um, MP probably be brunch. And, and then, then pizza and wing yeah, night. Yeah, probably pizza and wing night just because, I don't know, I guess the pizza and wings aren't always that great. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, some, sometimes not, they hit. Yeah. Sometimes not, they hit, but yeah. uh, I don't know. For me, brunch always hits. Brunch, yeah, it's like, good. Yeah. They, I, did, they did a really good Christmas uh, dinner. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, the Christmas dinner was awesome. You know, yeah. Yeah, we had an awesome Christmas brunch. We had waffles and everything, and yeah. then we had, like, the full spread, uh, spread for, like, Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I was so seasick that night that I didn't even really eat that Oh, much. I know. The the ship has been going like crazy. So, yeah. you know, the sea state's been pretty, been pretty insane. But, yeah. I try not to, I, not, I try not to, to completely indulge myself. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to be, um. Oh, indulging glut- yourself you, over to yeah, side. Exactly. <laughs> Again, yeah, exactly. Being a glutton. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thank you, BM1, for joining me. Thank you, One sir. last thing before you go. Can I hear your best BMC Cora impression? Uh, for everybody at home, BMC Cora <laughs> is our chief for the bosun maids, and he has—he is probably one of the most memorable chiefs on the ship. Uh, so let's see what your B- chief Cora impression is. Oh my gosh! I don't know. You're putting me on the spot. Um, I guess I'll, I'll. I'm trying to think of what he would say. Let's do it. Let's do this. Yeah, do-y. exactly, exactly. Let's do this. Yeah, that that'd be it. That'd be yeah. the one. Yeah, and he he always says that like everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Him and Ops. Tip of the spear. Like, Tip, Tip of the, the spear. spear. <laughs> hey Ops. Hey Ops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I appreciate hey, it. Hey BM One, I appreciate you, it. Yeah, Thank absolutely. you for joining me. Thank you. And we're gonna head back. So I again want to thank BM1 Jimenez again for joining us on this podcast. Before we leave tonight, I just wanted to let you guys know that please send in your questions to our wonderful ombudsman, Miss Kelly Sleedsman, and I can answer them on the podcast or our guests can answer on them on the podcast. We want to engage with you, our audience, as much as possible and keep this podcast going. Uh, through deployment and beyond. So thank you for supporting us from across the seas and around the world, and we hope to see you soon. Have a happy holiday uh, wherever you are in the world. And I'm Lieutenant Junior Grade Danny Irwin signing off.